Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. That's right. We are here for you once again. And this is episode 24 of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. Yeah. I mean, 24 is a big deal right before 25. Which is when people say you've really just developed into who you're going to be as an adult. Or you're having your quarter life crisis because let's be real, the mid 20s are like a weird time for people usually. You've finished college maybe if you went that route. You're like out for a couple years. You're like, do I know what I'm doing? Like, do I not know what I'm doing? Do I actually like what I do? I mean, so we have a week to prepare for this quarter life crisis this podcast for 25 crisis yeah Yeah. so we've got to we've got to figure out like well what are we going to do that's true to kind of do that well we're going to be diving into um the pacific northwest news and sports updates coming up in the showdown lowdown so let's get on over to that segment let's do it it is time for the showdown lowdown it's the showdown lowdown that was the WWE SmackDown. I kind of, that's what I was thinking yeah, about. That's, the vibe I that's what I that was one. thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back when it was actually WWF, for those of you that are like older than Michaela out there that might remember when it was WWF before WWE. Yeah. Darn animals and for <laughs> making them take away the F and change it to an E. But, you know, I get it. All um, right. Get it. So anyway. we're, we're going to dive into the Pacific Northwest sports news updates. Kate's going to start us off with the Seattle Seawolves. Yes. Let's get it, Seawolves. So the Seawolves traveled to Dallas for their first match against the Jackals. So this is the first season for the Jackals in the MLR. They were supposed to come in last season, but it got delayed with all the, you know, everything happening. Um, so they are in now, and it was quite a matchup. There was a lot of stoppage of play during this match, and that hasn't really seemed to happen as much in the last few matches, but I would say about as much stoppage as there was like when they played against Nola. Not maybe quite as many penalties as in that game, but it felt like it was just constantly being stopped. Yep constantly um i even checked to see if that ref was the same ref from nola and it was not but i was like i was convinced during the game that she it was had she's to like this is the same the ref. same ref because of how much it was getting stopped um so anyway uh scrum half uh jp smith scored the first try in the second minute of the game it was a really fast try and so that just set off energy that seemed to keep the team moving forward for the mm-hmm. whole game the seawall looked dope this game. They were really, really strong. The passing looked a lot better too. The more passing was, was some, elite. Some uh, no look passes that were pretty really awesome. Really, just quick. Like mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. looks so much better than last yeah. last week's match. Yeah, yeah. Where it was actually quite a struggle with some of the passing. It just looked yeah. off. Yeah. In this game, it looked like they took a lot of time to practice they did and they uh, i mean it it did and they also um had sort of adjusted some of the player positions so maybe that sort of came into it as well but overall it was it was kind of it was pretty fun to watch so turner hadding and lopetti also scored tries um joyce was kicking this game and was three for three for conversions and two out of three on penalty kicks. The score ended up being 34 to 12. So we gained five points for the standings and have like squeaked into second place in the Western Conference. The San Diego Legion is super close. So mm-hmm. keeping these wins going is pretty important for us. Um, next Saturday, the 26th, the Seawolves are back at Starfire playing the LA. Uh, Giltinis. Giltinis. I always have to remember how to say the G in this one. Um, And the Giltinis won last year overall. They won the Shield last year. Um, So should be a pretty fun match match to watch. The the only two teams to ever have Shields kind of coming in there. And And so we'll we'll be at that match with yeah. My mom and my stepdad. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about it. We can introduce them to it was like, maybe. Yeah, it was a birthday gift to my mom to do like a Seattle experience. And, yeah. you know, we'll cover the whole thing in a night, you know, in yeah. Seattle. So we really wanted to take them to a Seawolves game. So we're really excited to have them experience rugby for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am pumped about it. And this next Saturday, this is one of four home matches left in the regular season. So be sure to get out there and see a match. You're most likely, I'm pretty sure, guaranteed to see Broccoli Guy and Recky while you're there too. So also very, very good reasons to go. 
Yep. All right. So moving on to the OL Reign. Kate and I did attend OL Reign's first home match against the Portland Thorns at Lumen Field on Friday night, March 18th. Mm-hmm. And it was the first match to kick off the annual NWSL Challenge Cup tournament. Yeah. And it ended in a one-to-one draw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the lone rain goal was scored by Sofia Huerta mm-hmm. in the 19th minute of the game. And it was a, a beauty to watch. It's just true. There was two passes that set it up and she... She kicked a long, just a long kick, went to the hit the back of the net. It was, it was awesome. beautiful. It was awesome. Um, so there were 7,343 fans in attendance mm-hmm. that just went wild with that. Oh, yeah. It was so loud. You know, it's interesting because reading, you know, reading up on some of the other articles, it says that's actually a great showing for preseason style tournaments and games. Yeah, that's good to And know. that they're really hopeful that come time for their actual season to start up that you know, right now they have a cap of ten thousand okay. that they of seats that, can that they be can filled, sell. Okay, that okay. they can sell, and that if they exceed that, that they might then get to open up other sections in Lumen Fields. That That's what so we great. want, right? We want yeah. to see those those stands filled for our women um, soccer players. So absolutely, sounds like that was a great showing. Um, the goal scored by the Portland Thorns came after an incredible blocked shot by Rain goalkeeper. Fallon Tulis Joyce, yeah, but was immediately followed up with another shot by Christine Sinclair, which found its way to the back of the net. Now this was like this was like a boom boom. It was like a shot. She dove, she blocked it, and there's I believe like three defenders, and then the ball just got the way it got knocked. It just went to there was no way she would have been able to get back up to block. No, it would have been impossible. I feel like so that so just so much kudos to her as a goalkeeper. Yeah, that that goal, she really could have had her defense, you know, step in there. But it was just a perfect it was a perfect shot. Yeah, it was on behalf of Sinclair. Yeah, she just got it right through there. She did. Um, You know, a couple people that I was impressed with. Yeah. Just Fishlock. It's like clear as day. Yeah. Why she's so well known and she's, oh, yeah. You know, an MVP. Yeah. Her speed, her elite footwork, mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. she handles the ball. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to watch her on the field and you can tell her leadership out there. She is, she's a, a field manager. She's yeah. telling and pointing and expecting where the players in the field are supposed to be. And so yeah. when you can tell, cause if there's like a missed pass or somebody who's kind of supposed mm-hmm. to be where they're supposed to be, you can mm-hmm. see her kind of pointing or engaging with the other players yeah. there about where they need to be on that, um, that kind of play. Your eyes are just drawn to her too. I think when she's on the field, you're just kind of like, whoa, like it just, mm-hmm. she's magnetic. We also uh, got to cheer on episode 20 special guest, Allie Watts. Yes, we did. And she went in the game as a forward in the second half. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see her out there. Yeah. After we were getting so excited. to talk with her, you know, yeah. in episode 20. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the game, she did hang back on the field with some of the other girls. They did a couple, you know, kind of conditioning style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of practice mm-hmm. things. And, we stayed after and we got to meet her in person after the match. I mean, they were trying to kick people out for a long time and we were just like, we don't hear anything. We're nope. just going <laughs> to, we're just going to stay. They're going to have to like physically uh, remove us. So, yeah. And yeah. so we, we hung about, we got a photo with her. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. cool because, you know, we saw so many players signing kids, merchandise. There's a lot of little kids. There was like, a, it was like a Seattle soccer team or something they yeah. were all wearing their little green jerseys and like they, they were all like all the girls were there and stuff and they all have these tiny little soccer balls and it was really fun and then they were even like fans that were kind of up you know the tunnel that they go back out of like you're kind of up this little ramp on the on the seating and stuff and they were even stopping and like having fans pass them down stuff to sign and then they were yeah. like throwing the pen back like the sharpie back up and stuff like just super nice it was it's really, really cool. engaging with the fan base and yeah. so i really encourage you like if you want to get engaged with the players these professional elites yeah players yeah between I mean, the sea wolves and the ol rain so, like I mean, yeah for sure super awesome great opportunities to mm-hmm. engage with with those teams and those players yeah it was so, great the next match of the Challenge Cup will be against Angel City FC in California on Saturday, March 26th at 1.15 p.m. And it will be broadcast on Paramount+. Plus. And I'm pretty sure this is Angel City FC's first season. 
um, mm-hmm. in in the league. So that's pretty exciting too to see kind of what what they've got going on. Yeah. Um, let's move over to the Kraken though. So the Kraken had two games this week, one on the 16th against the Tampa Bay Lightning and one yesterday, the 19th against the Detroit Red Wings. So they fell to the Lightning four to one with our only goal served with revenge by Yanni Gord against his former teammates. And our matchup against the Red Wings kind of looked like it was going to go the same kind of not it winning did until the third period. But all that changed. Yeah. In the third period. So Adam Larson and Jaden Schwartz, racked up one each within three minutes of each other to tie the game. And then Yanni Gord came out with two goals um, at the end to put the Kraken ahead and then ensure the win. In that Yanni Gord at is the having end. a hot streak. I mean, he's doing pretty well right now. Wow. And, and he also got hit in the face with a puck. He did. Yep. So he had that whole thing and he just got out there. And that was before he scored the right. two goals. So he still anyhow, has vision. So cracking games, cracking games were kind of a mixed bag this week, but that game against the Red Wings was, was pretty impressive. So the NHL trade deadline also, it ends tomorrow, March 21st. And at this point, some big moves have been made. So the first was the trade of uh, Yarncroc to the Calgary Flames for a second round pick this summer, a third for 2023 and a seventh for 2024. Uh, Giordano and Blackwell have also been traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, both players were going to become free agents this summer anyhow, and mm-hmm. then they'll have the potential to move to like pretty much any team. Um, the Kraken will retain half of um, half the salaries and uh, f- will receive a second round pick for, you know, this summer, a second for 2023 and a third for 2024. So based on these trades and the picks that each team acquires um, each draft class, the Kraken will be picking four of the top 64 players for the next two drafts. They haven't traded any of their own draft picks. To be honest, though, like I th- I do think this is a good move. And the reason I say that is because, yeah. number one, the team as it stands right now yeah. isn't winning. It no, isn't yeah. winning enough. They need, yeah. they need to get younger. And yeah. they need these two players were going to be free agents, as you said. So whether or not they came back to yeah. Seattle, yeah. who's to say? But at least they're acquiring... Mm-hmm. draft picks well and the and the gm for us was also for uh the hurricanes i want to say when they first started i could be wrong on that but i'm it was it was a mm-hmm. team on the east coast for sure and and he did a lot with kind of getting those those you know early round picks like second rounders and stuff like that to kind of build that team up pretty well yeah and they also talked about how you know they wanted they wanted to take into account what the players wanted and they wanted to give giordano a chance to maybe be on a team that could be more Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, you know, bound than than the Kraken are, and I feel he's like, later on in his career. Yeah, know? I mean, he's he's had a thousand games, you know, right. or more at this point, and so um, I feel like from what's been coming out from kind of both sides of these sort of trades, it sounds like things are really amicable, really managing m- it well, mutual, and and the players that are leaving have great things to say about the Kraken organization overall. So, um, so having a front office that kind of Especially a young cares front about, office cares about of... the players, I think is I think it's a great way to yeah. be starting out. So the Kraken are gonna be on the road again and have a matchup with the Arizona Coyotes on the 22nd um, and the LA Kings on the 26th. So both those games are gonna be at seven o'clock and they'll be broadcast on Root Sports. I do want to give a little bit of a shout out for the April 9th mat or game, oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is Pride Night for the Pride Kraken night. at Climate Pledge. We yes. will be at that. We're gonna game. be here. We got tickets. We got tickets. So if you want to go to Pride Night for the Kraken, look into tickets for April 9th. They're playing the Calgary Flames that night, which no I think is pun hilarious. All right, moving on to the Seattle Mariners. Spring training games have begun, yes. and the Mariners already have a few games under their belts. Mm-hmm. Now, they did have a game today. I don't have that information here, but the okay. first two games I do have some information on. So... On March 18th, the first game that they had was against the San Diego Padres. Ah. The Mariners lost 6-4, to four, but Mariners prospect Julio Rodriguez had a three-run bomb for his yeah. very first at-bat in spring training in the sixth inning of the game. That's amazing. So that was... It's great for a prospect. Good to see. Awesome to see. Now, he's obviously... He's like one of the top prospects. People are super high on him. They're wondering, like, is he going to get a shot to you know, what level is he going to play at coming in? Um, But I'm really excited for him. And I know that um, the Mariners are as well. Sure. So in their second game, they played against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm -hmm. And 
The Mariners won with a score of seven to six. Nice, nice. Mariners outfielder Steven Souza Jr. launched a grand slam in the bottom of the first inning. That's crazy. To help the Mariners go up five to one. Yes. So Souza, you know, he's also fighting for that fourth outfielder spot. Julio Rodriguez is another outfielder that he's going up against. Yeah. They both have these long bombs, a three-run shot, a four-run shot. So great. Um, we all know that we need bats. Yeah, So we do. Curious to see how this plays out with their outfield. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the Mariners have 16 more spring training games before their first regular season game on April 7th against the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So the home opener is at T-Mobile Park. On Friday, April 15th. We're going to be at that game. We're going to be at that game. We're also going to be. It sounds like we're going to be at the 16th game, too. April 16th, also. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a friend that gave us the tickets because they were unable to go, and we're really excited about going yeah. to that game. It'd be pretty cool. So, Friday, April 15th and 16th, the PNW Showdown will be at the Mariners games. We'll be around. So, get your tickets. You want to show up. This is, you know, I'm really hoping that they can make playoffs this year. And did they yeah. do enough in free agency? A lot of people are saying no. Yeah. But we'll see. I, we're going to have to. Nothing else we can do but wait and watch. Right you now. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's move it over to, or yeah, actually, let's, let's kick it over to the Sounders because it's football and you Kicking can't it. use your hands unless you're the goalie. Uh, so, oh, look yeah. at you. Okay. I know some stuff every you once know some in a while. Stuff? Learning sports. Oh, hashtag learning sports. So, anyway, Seattle Sounders. So this week, the Sounders finished off the second leg of the quarterfinals for the CONCACAF Champions League with a draw of one-to-one -one with Club Leon. They technically, though, won the round with their aggregate score total of four-to-one for the two matches. So they'll move on to the semifinals against New York City FC with the first leg on April 6th at Lumen Field. So today, which is good news, by the way, because we want them to continue on through that Champions right. League. Yep. So we're excited about that. Um Today, the 20th, the Sounders ended with a draw of one-to-one -one again, but this time with Austin FC. Um, Austin had greater time of possession and shots, but it didn't really help them pull off a win. Uh, Stephen Cleveland was in as goalkeeper and had a few spectacular saves that prevented Austin from getting ahead. So uh, Will Bruin made his first goal as a Sounder in the 43rd minute of the game and was um, only uh, one point, sorry, and was the only point until around minute 70 when Austin scored the tying goal. Now, um, Will Bruin, that goal was also his 75th career goal. So that was pretty cool. Um, Jackson Reagan and Obed Vargas both had notable performances in this match. So be sure to keep your eyes on these young players as their talents um, are sure to continue developing. Mm -hmm. And actually at the end of the match, uh, Obed Vargas gave his jersey to a fan fan in the stands. You know, they're playing away yeah. at Austin. Mm -hmm. And so to have some Sounders fans there, he he gave his jersey, one of those awesome like Jimi Hendrix ones. Oh yeah. To uh to a fan in the stands. So that was that was pretty cool. The Sounders are going to be away when they go up against Minnesota United FC on April 2nd. So they'll be, you know, they'll be doing that up next. Nice. Yeah. All right, over to the Seattle Seahawks. We will not have a She Talks Hawks segment this week, so I'm going to break everything down right here in the Showdown Lowdown. Mm -hmm. All right, so with the opening of the new league year for the NFL, free agents are now able to officially sign with the teams across the league. Yeah. So just wanted to give you a quick update on who the Seahawks have already brought back and okay. who they have signed in free agency from yeah. other teams. Yeah. So here's who they've brought back. That was on the team last season that became free agents. First of all, free safety. Quandre Diggs, whoop, whoop. the most notable one, an important signing for the Seahawks. I'm so glad. I believe it's 40 million over the next three years. It's, gonna, it's a pretty good signing. I mean, he he did great this last season. So I'm super He's happy. He's a ball they hawk. Kept him He's great with the yeah. interceptions. He's a great awesome. team leader. And mm -hmm. honestly, with Wilson and Wagner departing this year, yeah. I foresee Quandre Diggs, Diggs step stepping into, into a captain, captain role. role. We'll see who the team votes for, yeah. but he was a captain when he was with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And that was what part of the huge shock yeah. was mm -hmm. when they, when the Lions traded him to the Seahawks for a fifth rounders that he was the captain. Yeah. He yeah. was a team captain and they yeah. shipped him off mid season over to the Seahawks. Yeah. Well, so let's see if he'll step into that role. 
We also uh, re-signed defensive tackle Al Woods. You know I love me some Al Woods. I love Al Woods. His beautiful eyes get to stick around and, and his hang incredible out. defensive also, line. Yeah, talent. he's also very talented. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to like downplay Al Woods' talent. I'm just yes. you know I latch on to different things <laughs> sometimes. We brought back cornerback Sidney Jones. Yes. Tight end Will Disley. Okay, it's good stuff. Center guard Kyle Fuller. Yes. And today's signing um, yes, on a one-year contract, but so we're glad. bringing back yeah. running back Rashad Penny. I'm so excited about this one because he really proved that he could do some things. And so I'm so excited they're giving him another chance to just show how awesome he is for like more time. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. He had about an incredible end to the season. If they really mm -hmm. boost their offensive line, which I'm hoping they do, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute or two. Mm -hmm. But that offensive line at the end of the season for blocking on the run game, yeah, allowed to open up the gaps that Penny needed to really excel. He was finally fully healthy. He now he's he's fully healthy during an off season. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what I'm he can so do excited. coming up this next yeah, season. I'm so excited. All right. So free agent additions so that we've made. The These team. are new to the team. Okay. I might butcher this name. People around the league are all like, we don't know how to say this name correctly, but we'll figure it out once the season starts, I'm sure. But it's linebacker Uchenna Nuosu from the Chargers. Okay. Um, He's going to kind of play that edge linebacker role. Yeah. He's going to be doing some pass rushes yeah um on a two-year deal okay cornerback Artie burns from the bears okay so sean desai who was the defensive coordinator over there with the yeah. bears he came over he's worked he's seen Artie burns he's a former first round pick a lot of people are like who is this person yeah i'm curious to see what he can do yeah um so let's see what kind of open mind open mind yep um we brought in center Austin Blythe from the Chiefs. Okay. He's a really strong veteran center. He sat behind rookie uh, Creed Humphrey that came in. So yeah. the Chiefs did bring in Blythe last season, but yeah. then well, they, need, they selected a, a dominant, like one of the best centers yeah. in the league, and yeah. he's a rookie. Yeah. So we need a center. And so. we need a center. I'm really excited about yeah. this signing. And then defensive tackle, we're bringing back Quentin Jefferson. And he was with the Raiders last season, but he's a yeah. former Seattle Seahawk. Yeah, and he's home. he's a sneaky good um, mm -hmm. defensive tackle, underrated mm -hmm. um, by many around the league. Yeah. So um, excited for that. That's who we've brought on so far. So here's some rumors. We'll see how it pans out. Okay. Um, it's been said that the Seahawks have been in talks with, and this is known, so they've been in talks with tackle Trent Brown. He's oh, yeah. also a great um tackle. Yeah. He's had some injury history, but if it was if they signed him, it'd be a really it would be a boost to their offensive line. Sure. He did work out with the Seahawks. Oh, okay. You know, everybody's like, is he still in Seattle? It's been rumored that he's still in Seattle. What's happening? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Where's that silence? What's happening? But he was with the New England Patriots last season. And so something mm. that's kind of been discussed is that the Patriots said Go shop, see what you can get, come back to us, let us know what they're offering. We'll see what we can work out. The Patriots don't have as much cap space to yeah. be able to work with. Yeah. So it just depends. We're, we'll kind of see how that pans out. Yeah. Um, well, we need some O-line help. I expect so. for that to kind of pan out here in the next few days. Just um, like in either way, see what happens. In either thing. way, I feel like the Seahawks won't, if they don't feel like they're going to be able to sign them in the next few days, they're not going to linger around. They'll they'll try to go get a different tackle because sure. they, need, they need to they need, yeah, they need do it. that. All right, so some notable free agents still available okay. that the Seahawks, in my mind, should consider. Now, offensive tackle, Taron uh, Armstead, yeah. he's like top of the top left yeah. tackle. Top yeah. of the top. Now, it is said earlier today that he's going to fly down and do a workout for the Miami Dolphins. That's okay. kind of... I doubt the Seahawks, he, he's going to be expensive. I doubt the Seahawks go after them. They're known to be bargain shoppers, which yeah. they shouldn't be in this role. Yeah. Um, Edge Jadavian Clowney. Is he with, was he with the Browns? He was with the Browns year? last I, year. I thought I saw something today saying that like they were maybe still looking at him or something, but maybe not. Yeah. All things that are constant, like you could be listening to this on Wednesday or Friday this week, and all of these players could be picked up in somewhere else. So just remember, keep that in mind. We're recording this on Sunday. So if yeah. you're listening to it in the future, don't blame the past. Right. So 
We just signed Penny, but running back uh, Leonard Fournette is yeah. still available. Okay. Cornerbacks uh, Stephen Gilmore. Okay. Defensive tackle Akeem Hicks. Nice. Uh, defensive lineman Callis Campbell. Wow. Tackle Dwayne Brown. Wow. He's been said to be visiting with the Panthers. Yeah. The Seahawks may not bring him back, but they should really consider it if they can't lock in another tackle. Yeah. You need a veteran presence, somebody that's great at blocking the blind side. Yes. Yes. So he's good at that. Um, and then wide receiver Jarvis Landry could be a really great slot option for the Seahawks mm -hmm. to add a really strong wide receiver three option. Now he's better than that, but if you had Lockett, DK, and Landry, mm -hmm. that's an elite wide receiver group. Yeah. And then quarterback Marcus Marcus Mariota, I'm intrigued yeah. by just as like somebody that they could bring in as an option. As an option, mm -hmm. honestly, I'm kind of you'll hear me talking about being open to a whole lot of options at quarterback because we really don't have <laughs> a good one at this point in time. So just kind of keep those people in mind. Yeah. There is a trade rumor that, um, you know, the Seahawks could go after quarterback Baker Mayfield after the Browns acquired Deshaun Watson in a block. Buster trade, which I really don't want to get into on here. No. You all, I'm sure, if you follow me on Twitter, know exactly how I feel. And so I'm not going to go ahead and discuss all of that. And I will stay silent as well because I also have thoughts that I will not bother sharing right now. So um, the Seahawks could go after Mayfield. It's said that he wants to go to the Colts, but the Browns might want to ship him out of the AFC. If that's the case, the Seahawks might be the destination. Yeah. Um, and it's said that they... And does he have a no trade clause or no? No, he doesn't have one. So he's, he's still on his rookie contract, I believe, but he was a first round. He he was a first overall pick, so his cap hit's still exponentially. Low, I mean, high considering. Yeah, he's not. So he's more at the mercy of wherever the team wants to ship yes. him, not really as much like what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a rough place to be, too. So as it stands. The estimated current cap, and now this isn't with all the signings. There's people missing from over the cap, which is what I use to look at what our cap, projected cap space is. Sure. It's going to be probably just under $20 million. Um, and that's, that's like so available. Available. Okay. Um, and that might have been impacted by the penny move as well. So I'll keep you all updated through social media sure. and kind of what I hear in terms of cap space and where we're sitting. Wow. Restructures can always be done. Of course, yeah. they can cut players and they can save money elsewhere. Um, so stay tuned on that. But moves can be made to, um, you know, navigate that cap space. Yeah. Issue. All right. Good well, that wraps up. It was a very extensive showdown lowdown this week, but there's a lot of news. There's, there's a lot, lot happening. Of, there's a lot of teams playing. Exactly. Yep. So yep. thanks for bearing with us. Coming up next is Kate's, Kate's Corner. Corner. It's, it's time for Kate's Corner. Corner. I figure you can jump in with me. I can jump in with you. You know, we can just do the whole thing together. I love it. Why not? So Hey, everybody. Today, I just want to chat a little bit about sports jerseys. So there are lots of options out there for pretty much all professional teams. And in many sports, you can even get jerseys with specific player names and numbers on them. Or you can customize it with your own choice of name and number. You can finally look like you made the team. Yeah. You know, but also some sports also have blank jerseys for sale. And this makes a lot of sense for a sport like rugby, where the number correlates to the position you're playing, not to a specific player. So, but it could also make sense for fans who want to support the team, but don't want to end up with a jersey for a player who mm -hmm. may not always be on the team. That happens quite a bit. Yeah, because I mean, if there's one thing I've learned lately, it's that lots of players move around. And so chances are pretty good that some jersey you buy will end up being one that won't always be accurate anymore yes. um but some people don't really mind because it's the jersey of someone they really love like they mm -hmm. buy it because it's a player that they love so much and you know that might not always be the case depending on how things play out you know if and when that player does leave but you know i've got a marshawn lynch jersey that i love and in fact i actually got it after he had left the seahawks because i just loved him that much mm -hmm. and i still wear it because i love him as a person and as a player so i love still repping that jersey even though he's not number 24 on the team exactly anymore. same but um you know official nfl jerseys start around 119 dollars. you know when they're not on sale and i mean right now is a great time to get a wilson or wagner jersey if you're looking for one of those um but you know they can go up to like 325 depending on which version of the jersey you're getting it's a pretty decent investment to make when there aren't always guarantees how long someone will be around um 
MLB official replica jerseys start around 114 mm-hmm. and authentic ones are 280 without a player name or number. For that, you're going to need to spend like 360. And so much. NHL jerseys are similar starting at 129 and 179 before any customization of player or personal name and numbers, which is going to add on quite a bit as well. So I'll just stop here without getting into soccer, rugby, and basketball, only because I'm pretty sure you kind of get what I'm trying to say at this point. Like, it's an expensive, potentially, thing to to buy and invest in. Especially depending on how many jerseys you're getting or how many teams you want to support and all that kind of stuff. I actually do enjoy, as you mentioned with, like, Marshawn Lynch, I have Baldwin and Cam Chancellor. Yeah. And I didn't get their jerseys until after they had retired and left. And I think that it helps because especially when they do retire a Seahawk, it makes you feel like, mm-hmm. and this is specific to the Seahawks, right? Sure. Um, but when they retire with the team that you're supporting and I'm like, I could, people will have those jerseys and rep them. I'm still going to rep my Bobby, my Bobby Wagner jersey. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Bobby's great. So, I mean, and that just goes to say, you know, there are also iconic players for teams that actually they still sell their jerseys because right. people still want to buy them. And so you get some of those throwback Seahawks ones. Steve Largent. Yeah. Cortez Kennedy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they've, and they, you know, they've got some of those things that you can buy. So, you know, brand new ones. So that's kind of good. And, you know, that just goes back to that love of player, love of that game, you know, for sure. But, you know, what about the jerseys that people no longer want? Because, you know, a player maybe left a bad taste in their mouth or they were kind of mad at that player or whatever. I mean, you know, sites like eBay, Mercari, some other online mm-hmm. resellers, you know, have tons of options available for you if you're trying to get some of your money back. But, you know, and do or if you're trying to get a jersey that, you know, or, people don't want, like yeah, if, if you want to get a good price on a jersey that of a player that you would really love. Yeah. You might find some good deals. I mean, there are fakes out there, too. So if you're a person who cares about that, you know, buyer beware for that kind of thing. Right. But um, but if you don't care, then that's out there, too. But. I did a search for today for on eBay for quote Seattle Seahawks Russell Wilson jersey. Um, and there were just under a thousand listings. So, you know, were those already there? Was there an uptick in listings since, mm-hmm. you know, since the news that he was going to the Broncos, you know, doing that same search, but just substituting Bobby Wagner's name, he came up with four, yeah. like just four. And sure. There have probably been a lot more Wilson jerseys sold, you know, more than Wagner's. But, like, have there been 250 times more jerseys sold to make that ratio even? I mean, maybe. I obviously don't know how everything works. But it just seems to me that depending on how a player leaves a team, you know, that might make a difference. I could totally see people being, like, a little salty about how Wilson kind of left things and being, like, forget this. Or maybe people thinking that people are going to want Wilson jerseys now that he's not on the team. Exactly. But again, I mean, if you're looking for a Wilson jersey, you can get a pretty good price on those right now. And Bobby Wagner. And Wagner which over on the... I would, and I would tell everybody to go snag a Bobby Wagner jersey yeah. right now if you don't have one already. Yeah, I mean, NFL shop has... Was it like 48 bucks? I mean, they were discounted like at least half, I think. They yeah. were, it, was, it, was, it was an amazing saving. So if you're interested, at least then you would know it'd be authentic. But, you know, I'm kind of wondering what all of you think out there about this you know have you purchased a jersey for a player that you're just not going to wear again um you know i'll i want to hear about it let me know so we'll put up a poll on our pnw show on twitter page for you to kind of share your experiences about that i mean right now for you know for football i only have marshawn and dk for my those are the only two jerseys i have at this point and you know now that i'm the hashtag learning sports i'm sure i'm gonna start getting into some other jerseys and players um but i think i think i'm keeping this in mind for for some of this like for different things and and whether or not i want to buy jerseys for specific people or maybe just try to get like more blank ones because then you're just supporting the team but not the person i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of mixed on it you know i mean i have like an earl thomas jersey that i haven't worn since the whole shenanigans you know thomas got into but he's still in my mind like a hall of fame player in terms of yeah. the caliber of play that he had when he played yeah. with the Seahawks in the Legion yeah. of Boom. So, um, you know, respect on a huge level as a player, yeah. but then also just like, I just, it's a connotation with him and how everything panned out that it makes me hard to want to represent that yeah. Jersey anymore. Um, so I get that, but Kate and I, we've also been talking about potentially investing in getting like in granite, 
all at once because it gets very expensive oh, loving sports yes. so much. Yeah. But getting jerseys. So where I would get a jersey that has PNW yeah. and the number 20. And then mine would be Showdown and the number 21. Because the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast was established in 2021. So we would just have to sit appropriately. She would just have to be on my left and I'd have to be all on the her time. right all the time for it to work. But um, we then if we're at fun. games or matches and you see PNW Showdown, you know it's us. Exactly. Although, you know, you could also see pictures of us on the internet. So you would also probably know it was us. <laughs> but I do love the sentiment. And I think we're gonna probably start that off with the ol rain jerseys mm-hmm. from this year the the new um the home the home version that they have with the 10-year kind of anniversary cool. it's so dope so if you haven't checked out that kit you should definitely check that out too so and you know check out the twitter later on and you know see that poll and let us know what you uh what you think about the jerseys i i love to get some more feedback on that so you know thanks for stopping by kate's corner It is time for the mailbag segment. I don't have like a cool, I don't have a cool thing for that. Ding dong, your mail is here. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Oh, like an old dial-up AOL. AOL. You've yeah. got mail. Yeah. Got mail. <laughs> that should be the new thing. You've, You've got, got mail. mail. Yeah. Well, we have a couple pieces of mail. And let's start off with that mail from Mike McCarty. And Mike asks, is this the year they actually pick a player in the first round or trade down for multiple picks? And if they pick, I'm assuming in the first round, who do they take? And this is about the Seahawks for those of you who just because we have so many Seattle sports teams. I want to make sure we put that out there. Yeah, this is the next. I think this is the next draft that's available or around is the NHL or NFL. So I do believe they'll pick in the first round. Yeah. They have a super high draft pick, one that they rarely get up into that area because they've been so dominant. Number nine, right? It's number nine. I don't know. I could see them picking a player at nine, being an edge, potentially a quarterback. Yeah. There's some really solid cornerbacks, and there's some great offensive linemen. It just depends on who falls where. Sure. Of how they would have them on their draft board of their priority. Yeah. Um, but I also know John Schneider to be somebody that does enjoy a good trade back to accumulate more picks. Sure. I don't see him trading back out of the first round by any means. If he did trade back, it would be for a different first round draft pick. That would be later. Sure. Um, either accumulating like a first and a second or a first and a third or exactly first and a whatever. A couple, yeah, I could see him potentially doing that, but I do think they'll pick in the first round and it really just depends mm-hmm. on who's left like if there's a top player that they see at nine they had on their draft board and they're like if he's still there we're picking him yeah if he's not there we're trading back i could see that being a thing yeah that makes sense um you know people are talking about here's the hard thing okay so with the draft people have their favorite players like fans have their favorite players the different teams have their favorite players true and then you get, you know, your ratings from PFF or NFL about where certain draft picks should fall. Mm-hmm. It rarely goes the way you anticipate it, like, falling. I feel like that's that's pretty accurate for all the stuff I've the been first learning right ten, now. Like, the top ten typically kind of, they the top ten players will typically come off the board the way people sort of anticipate them coming off the board. Like maybe in a different order, but, but I still would top say, 10. I would say once you get to that 14, 15, you know, overall first round pick, that then it's kind of a all up a little bit air. of a crapshoot. Yeah. So um Okay. I do think they'll pick in the first round though. So um connected to this with the pick that you okay, so w- the pick that someone is drafted at determines some different things like the salary and yes. that kind of thing. So what's kind of that range of first, like of like best salary or best. The number one overall picks getting the highest salary. So the further down you get drafted, lower and lower money. So it's not like make, a range first round. There is a range for it. I don't know. I don't have the numbers no, that's in my okay. mind, but there's a range for it, but it is, the higher you get drafted, the better off it the is better. for your salary. Now, that's this is an important note in terms of cap space because yeah. you need to have the cap space to be able to pay all of the rookies that you draft. Yeah. And 
um, also practice squad players and all of that. So you have to think about that during free agency that you're still going to need that cap space yeah. to pay whoever you draft. So depending on the number of draft picks that a team has, if they have a substantial amount, let's say John Schneider wants to trade back and just get a boatload of yeah, you draft to, picks you for this. Pay people. Number one, hopefully you like a whole lot of people Yeah, that it's, it's worth paying those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that all of them make the roster because they don't typically. Sure. Or you have some quality players you're willing to invest a little bit more if you're picking them higher up. Um, but that just needs to be thought about too. Yeah. Is that they need to keep that in mind with the cap space. Yeah. I mean, I could see I could see them actually picking in the first round this year with that with that pick because, you know, I feel like they're doing stuff that we haven't really seen them do before. So they're doing stuff that we haven't seen. And Pete Carroll has four years he left he's his contracts through 2025 he'll be 75 years old in 2025 he's got so yeah the season right 2023 2024 2025 is four years yeah to basically and they're saying it's not a rebuild so it depends on how they're really setting this team up yeah. for success in the next two to three years i would say and i think with the draft picks that they've accumulated specifically through the russell wilson trade with the cap space that's currently available for next year, and that's without, of course, a DK Metcalf extension yeah. or a franchise quarterback at this point either, right? So yeah. that's not taking up a bunch of cap space. If they can find a quarterback, even through the draft, yeah, on a rookie contract, yeah, and they go younger with a lot of their players, sure. We've seen Pete Carroll and John Schneider do it before. Yeah, the Legion of, or well, the Legion of Boom era when they went to the Super Bowl, like the youngest was the youngest Super Bowl winning team, yeah, in history of NFL. Yeah, so let's see what magic they work. But Pete Carroll's got four years to do it. There's there, there's no way this can be a complete rebuild. Yeah, they didn't like blow it up completely at this point. So. All right. Well, hopefully, Mike McCarty, that answered your question. Let's move over to Rick Judd. Rick Judd says, what food item do you order from a restaurant that you've never been to before to gauge their food? This is a good question because it depends on the kind of restaurant, but I'll just say it's like a place that has quite a few different things on their menus that you could pick from, you know, whether it's hamburgers or pastas or pizzas. It's kind of like an American style. Free for all. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm I'm somebody that does love a good like Alfredo and a pasta. Yeah. So that's kind of something that I'll like lean into if I see sure. something with a white sauce that's a pasta. Mm-hmm. Um or, you know, I always I also like a good hamburger and fries. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my go-to, I would say. I get that. I think for me, um Kate's more adventurous than I am. I <laughs> I kind of am. Um, I like to try Caesar salads mm-hmm. places because everybody's a little bit different. And so, um, check out that and s- kind of see what's going on there. Uh, so Caesar salad is always a great thing for me to try. Um, I think otherwise in terms of if it's like entrees or things like that, um, sometimes, okay. If, if I'm not sure about the restaurant, if I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not feeling like super brave or whatever, I'll just get like chicken strips and fries because it's a solid go-to it's like it's hard to mess up so if i'm like i don't know mac and cheese is a good one to go with mac and cheese i would say is decent it can get messed up a little bit too but but yeah it's not it's not a bad option yeah chicken Um, strips and fries but yeah so i'm gonna say i'll I'll go caesar salad like chicken salmon something like that if i'm you know trying to just gauge where they're at but if i'm also just kind of like not entirely sure about things um, then I'll I'll just go with like chicken strips and fries sure. just to go easy. I am generally adventurous. Like when we go to restaurants, we Kate's go to a lot more adventurous than she's letting on right now. Well, so when we go to when we like repeat frequent restaurants, I'll you know I'll probably get like a different thing almost Kate's, every time we yeah, go. Kate's the one that will change up what she's gotten yeah. from a menu. I Michaela eats I'm the a same creature thing of habit everywhere. Like, I will get the thing that I know for a fact I like. She'll be like, hey, let's go to the watershed for brunch, and like we went we went this morning for brunch. And, um, and they were like, Hey, we got it. We, you know, we redid some of the menu, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh gosh, if they took away that shed, Benny Michaela's going to like not know what to order, but sure enough, it was still there. They just <laughs> they changed, changed up they all, changed their other all the bennies. other bennies, just, they left that one. So thank goodness for Michaela. She Grateful. was able to have breakfast today. <laughs> she would have found something else, but 
Uh, but yeah, I tend to switch stuff up and she tends to sort of go the same. But that's okay because I like what she orders and then I can eat some of it. So same. It's helpful. Well, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of food, um, Steve Olson says, with the weather getting warmer, uh, what's the best place in the Seattle area for a picnic? So I, I immediately think of Gasworks just because it overlooks the city, overlooks the water. Yeah. You can see the Space Needle. Yeah. And, the like, and it's quite a big grassy area yeah. space to hang out. There yeah. might be some picnic benches. I'm not yeah. sure. But Gasworks mm -hmm. is a place that a lot of people go to. And, sure. Um, and that, it doesn't really ever feel like overcrowded. Because I mean, it's so like, because it's, it's like such a fireworks or something, but yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense too. You know how disappointed I was as like a teenager when I found out that there wasn't paintball at Gasworks, like there wasn't ten things I hate about you, because I hadn't been when I like I yeah. had never gone. So then the first time I went, I was like, that was that was a letdown. Wasn't the first time you went with me when it was like really late at night and it was freezing outside and you could barely see anything and it was really oh, dark. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yes, that's true. That was the it first was time really I went. creepy. But I mean, like. The first time I'd ever like, I hadn't even like seen it. I don't right. think really because when we would come up to Seattle, we wouldn't come like north. We wouldn't, of... we wouldn't go like ship. We could, wouldn't really go across the Ship Canal Bridge. And then I think when I would, I didn't really ever know, pay attention to what it was or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it was kind of a letdown. But I agree with you on that one. I think for me, Steve Olson, um, I like being able to see water. So I think for picnicky things. That's kind of my vibe. Uh, like I like Golden Gardens. Um, some of those kinds of locations can be Car good. Carkeek. Car it's Carkeek Park over in like north uh, northwest Seattle. There's still um, so much of Seattle that I have to learn because yeah. I have lived in like Puyallup, Pullman, and Tacoma my whole life yeah. until I met Kate. And then I've been up here for the last three and a half years or so. Yeah. And so there's still so many places that I haven't and been. And there's, there's a lot of places I haven't been either um, just for different reasons in life. But, um, but you know, trying to get to some of those places. I think people would also say like Cary Park would be great for stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I think honestly like a picnic wherever you want to make it is a great is a great idea. Yeah. And if you're a little farther north, um, the Muckleteo Beach oh, up there yeah. is a really great that's a great area place. too. It's a great beach up there. So if you're a little farther north of there, if you're down in like Tacoma area, like I mean Point Rustin. Ru I would say Rustin Way. Rustin Way is a little bit of a skinny sort of area, but it's got good water views. It's got a little grass and stuff like that. So it's good, some good options there for you. Yeah. But so thank you, Steve Olson. And that's that's all of our mail. Our all mail right. has been completed. That takes us we don't have mail now to the end <laughs> of our podcast episode 24 yeah. of the pacific northwest showdown yeah so kate where can they find us on social media well thanks for asking michaela because i really wanted to share that so um they can <laughs> find us all those listeners out there over on um facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at pnw showdown on all those uh platforms uh i as I say, every week, Twitter gets the most. Instagram gets a little. I've been a little slacking on Instagram a Kate's little bit. It's been so great. I'm going to give her some I've credit. Been, I try to. St I was trying to story the other night when we were at the rain game. But um, but my my creativity for posts has not been super on top of it. So I'm going to try to work on that a little bit to get some more stuff in the in the little feed there. But um, but yeah, so that's make sure you follow us on all on platforms. There. It's going to be different yeah. across the board. Yeah, I know it's really fun to, you know, follow the twitter page or the instagram page but hey we'll appreciate any support on any yeah, of the platforms absolutely. um yeah yeah so thank you everybody for and then and then those of you that are like sharing the podcast with friends it's just or, or, or just or a really whoever kind you know comments. that you're telling my goodness it's been so sweet and so kind um people are kind of talking about it here and there and just saying some really nice things it's really it's it's it means a lot, you know. It, it's it, not just, and I know we've said that before in the in the podcast, but it really does. Like we don't get paid for this podcast. We're not we're not having advertisements here. Yeah, we're not sponsored. Like this is out of the joy of our hearts. Connect with all of you. Yeah. Um, about Seattle sports. Yeah, that's and right. we value so many of even just like you know the the social media friendships we've yeah. built. Yeah, it's been fun um, over the last few months. So again, thank you for the kind comments they really do keep us going and keep us excited about doing an episode every week yeah so thank you again for all of that and you know uh 
Guess what? What? I think that they need to remember, as always, to take care of their heart and mind above all else. Absolutely. Until next time. Oh, yeah, there's people listening, yeah, potentially. I mean, there might be. What if we're just talking to each other? <laughs> What's up, Kristen? Um, yeah. <laughs> one person I know for sure listens every time. Um, yeah, so, Michaela, sports are a little expensive. And now that you've gotten me into sports, now I'm like, I want to go to more sports and do more sport things. And, and I'm all about it. Yeah. I was sitting here earlier before we record the podcast and the tabs are still open looking at flights to vegas for the nfl draft day two (laughs) and looking at how expensive it would be to book a hotel at the lux (laughs) a room at the luxor um so we'll see how that goes yeah i mean i don't it would be a card it would be a credit card (laughs) i just paid it would be a I mean, we'll see what happens. Anyway, sports are expensive and um, getting into the podcast has just really made us want to embrace going to all of these events in person so much more. I made a spreadsheet with a bunch of the games because we got storm season tickets and we're coaching. Well, Michaela technically is coaching Little League softball and stuff quite a bit. And so I made this whole like spreadsheet with all the dates with like all the rain games and all the Sounder games and the Seawolves games and not all the Mariners games. Because let's be honest, I'm not typing all that stuff in, but I put in the ones that we wanted to go to for sure. Storm games that we already have. So trying to like cross reference like when things are like at the same time. So like you couldn't go to the thing this day, but you because you're going to the other thing that day or like what do we already have tickets for? It gets crazy. Had to get that all organized and everything. But yeah. I mean, Sorry, I, guess my love. I guess it's worth it, though. I mean, we get to spend a lot of time together, which is nice. A lot of time at a, a lot of sporting events. Yeah. And hopefully meeting a lot of really awesome Seattle sports fans. Yeah, we should make sure we tell them when we're going to things so that they can say We're pretty hi. good at it. I know, but we got to remember to keep doing it. I know. And I hope all of you keep uh, keep doing it and having a great day and a great week and just, you know, a great life overall. That's so kind of you. Yeah. All right. I mean that in the nicest way possible, I promise. We'll have a great week. It's Sunday, so hopefully you'll have a wonderful Monday and rest of the week. Bye. Bye.